haven't got your your Trump bucks yet? No, I haven't got my Donnie dollars. Uh, they were they hit really nice. Yeah. When I got it, it was good. Well, that's a. Uh... Like I've always owed money for like the last few years, uh, so like uh, they didn't have like my bank account information, I guess, for direct deposit. Sucks. So I have to wait on a paper check, which will come. Who knows? And it's gonna have Don- Donnie on it. It's gonna have Donnie on it. I'm gonna get that shit oh, fucking Mr. framed, dude. Mister Trump, no, cash that shit. Don't get it framed. <laughs> no, cash that shit. Make a photocopy of it and then get it like framed get a nice there you go go to like a target and get a good like a stainless steel or like brushed nickel frame for it there you go there you go i would go with fire something like <laughs> what well, like i would i would like put it around something you'd put a picture of guy fiari you know what i mean what, what was that guy fiari yeah i fucked up the last name but it's okay fiari <laughs> i think it's not it's not fieri everyone says it wrong okay yeah everyone says fieri it's guy fietti fietti yeah, I'm, I'm close enough. Are you <laughs> close enough? Guy Fieri is like Fieri. Guy, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is one of my fucking heroes. He's the best. I love him. Like I like yeah. It's like fun to like make fun of him and everything like that. Uh, but like he does so much for so many people. Yeah, like uh, cause there's a was it Shane Torres, a stand-up comedian. I don't remember which he like. Uh, he has a bit where he does uh, he's on Conan. Yeah, and he talks about like uh, how everyone makes fun of a uh, Guy Fieri and like for no Fieri. for no fucking reason at all. And, just, and like I remember, <laughs> no, there's a reason. It's because he has bleach blonde hair. Yeah, like, that's what he talks about. It's just like, but because he looks like like a bro that just got electrocuted by Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's just like it's like one of my favorite lines he does. And then uh, it's like he never grew out of the '90s. Yeah, like uh, I think that's he, what people love and hate about him. Like those fucking flame shirts, dude. I had so I had good. a flame shirt, uh, and I rocked it in middle school, and it was a blue flame shirt, and oh, I wore it dope. all the time. I would wear like a Dragon Ball Z shirt underneath it, oh, or nice, uh, nice. Uh, like a like a band T shirt that they would sell at Walmart, like a very generic like oh. Nirvana T shirt or something yep. like that, or like a T shirt that just like says Jimi Hendrix. Really Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Uh yeah, see, I I thought about cause a guy. I thought about wrecking wrecking the, blah 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 blah, repping Western shirts for a while, like a like a rose on the heart. Oh, that'd be so sick. Yeah, but they're very expensive. Yeah, that's what like I want one that just says like all black, looks like really fucking cool on the on the front, but on the back it's just like rhinestone. It just says like bad boy, bad boy, <laughs> or just like a rose. Yeah, a rhinestone rose. Oh dude, with a it's... skull a skull with a rose in it. Dude, if it just like had a rhinestone rose and nope. looked really pretty, and then like underneath it in like cursive, it just said "fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's already started. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is the Weeb Team Podcast. I am your host Justin, and I'm your other host Clint. And today we are talking about the movie Your Name, Clint. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Roll it. <laughs>
we're back. Welcome to the Weeb Team Podcast. This week, we are talking about Your Name. Uh, this movie came out, uh, it was originally released at an anime expo in Los Angeles in 2016, and then in July 2016, and then the following month, it was released in Japan. And it was released to giant success. Yeah, it, it, it really hit the U.S. by storm. Like, it was one of the big... Like, I would say, you know, since, like, Studio Ghibli, like, first popped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, these are some of the accolades. It grossed uh, $360 million worldwide. Not bad. Uh, in Japan, it is the fourth highest grossing film of all time. Damn. It is the ninth highest grossing traditional animated film. Worldwide, this is a big one, it is the highest grossing anime film. Worldwide. Worldwide? And you know who they beat out? 2001's Spirited Away. Wow. It beat them by like a couple mil. They got them by the Ghiblis. They did. They got them by the Ghiblis. And it's, it's also the highest grossing Japanese film of all time worldwide. And it's won ton of awards. It's like won a Best Animated Film through a 44 Saturn Awards, uh, Crunchyroll Awards. It was nominated for Best Film in Japan. Like, this is yeah. a highly acclaimed movie. Yeah, pretty highly acclaimed. There was something I ended up, like, looking up and just, like, kind of following a lot of details about it, just kind of looking up the history. One, there's actually a sequel to this. There is? Yeah, it's a... It's Our a, name is when they get married? <laughs> no, it's actually a... So, so there's a sequel. It's a pseudo-sequel. It's called Weathering With You. Okay. Uh, it was released, I believe, last year, but it's like a, I haven't seen in the movie yet, but from my understanding, uh, Mitsuha and Taki, the two main characters, make a cameo appearance in it. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like kind of like a lame thing, I guess, maybe, but it's also just like a little like nod. Like it, I guess it like... That's like having a Superman movie star the Green Lantern. That's it, the worst thing ever. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like... I don't know. I guess it kind of sets up for the uh, Your Name Cinematic Universe. <laughs> so <laughs> we we may be looking at like a giant like a crossover Civil War kind of thing going yeah. on here. The YNCU. Yeah. Uh, something else I found out about researching this movie. Um, I don't. I know how I feel. I want to know how you feel about this. It is getting a live action American adaptation produced. Produced by who? Quentin Tarantino. Yes. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Huh. Well, he's really good at just remaking stuff, so... Yeah, that is his That is his bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, even worse. Even worse to make it just sound oh, so awful. It's going to be based on a Native American girl... <laughs> switching lives with a boy in Chicago. Chicago. How awful is that movie? Oh, I can't wait. Be? To, I can't wait to hate watch it. And like, I love bad movies. Okay, so let, let's get into your name. Like, I think like the big thing with it is like that movie. They take the concept of like a body swapping. Yeah. Like that Freaky Friday, or like a that a Ryan Reynolds, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Well, oh God, what was it called? Um, I don't know, but it perfected it. They piss in a fountain. Yeah, they p- piss in a fountain and everything like that. Uh. That's when Ryan Reynolds was like the the comedy bad boy. Like, oh, he's going to steal everyone's girl before you really hit it big with Deadpool. What was it called? Switched? Change Up. Change Up. Like the pitch. 
Yeah, it's, it's like a change up or maybe a seventeen again with seventeen Zaz, again. Zac Efron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was great. That was amazing. Or maybe like uh, it's like a modern day uh, the hot chick. The hot chick. It is a modern day the hot chick. Yeah, but this is what I liked about that movie. It's like they take that idea of a teen boy in Tokyo and a girl living in like rural Japan mm-hmm. and body swapping, but they didn't go down like that rabbit hole of just like like stupid things that they like. Was but like, they, oh, they like, should have had a black man teach her how to pee with a penis in a bucket of ice. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like yeah, that was a scene in there. Oh, bringing back dark memories. But, like, they didn't go down, like, those, like, corny, like, tropes. It's like, true. Yeah. Like, instead, like, they take this movie and it's just, like, these are both people who are, one, very confused, as they would be. But then, instead of, like, going down, like, those stupid, like, comedic paths, like, they yeah. end up, like, trying to better each other's lives. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a love story that just uses that as the hook. Yeah, absolutely. Like those other movies are like, oh, we did this thing, and this is how we're reacting to it. This is just a main of a boy falling in love with a girl, and just so happened they swap bodies. Yeah, like let's talk about like this this character starting off. You have Taki, Taki, and you have Mitsuha, Mitsuha, and these are both like seventeen year old teenagers. Yep. You know they're trying to figure out like themselves. They're trying to figure out life, like friendships. And one's school. a city boy. <laughs> One the other's like a country gal. Uh, let's never sing again. <laughs> no, I'm always singing. That's a, that's gonna be every episode where fu- we're singing a song. Yeah. But like that's what I liked about these two characters is like you have like the city kid with Taki mm-hmm. who is very you know what you expect like a normal teenager is supposed to be like you know has like a job, has he works, a job, he goes friends to school, he hangs out with, you know, social circles, you know, just like kind of your average run of the mill. And then you have Mitsua, who's living a rural life, who hates that she lives a rural life. You yeah. know, she has the same thing, like s- groups of friends. Yeah, but, but she's like forced to follow along with his ritual her family has always done. Yeah, it's like uh, she keeps up like that uh, traditionalism. Mm-hmm. By in contrast, you have Taki, who's like that modern day, like this is what society dictates, and you know that's the kind of life she wants. Yep. And she ends up, uh, like making the wish of just like like if I'm if I'm reborn, I want to be reborn as like a boy in Tokyo, a handsome like, boy, a handsome boy in Tokyo. Mm, very and then, important. And then she goes to sleep, and then that's where the movie really starts picking up. Yeah. And like you know, I liked it like. I loved like the characters they used for it. Yeah, the they did the best part of the movie is the characters. Mm-hmm. Like they did they like they do a lot of montages, but they explain the montages very well. Oh yeah, they, they did. Yeah, the montage is probably the best. They do a really good job at character development. Oh absolutely, it makes you actually care about these people. Yeah, and like you like you see them live their lives, and then you see how they are able to like kind of picture the other person in their life. Yeah. And then like try to like a like a big thing was uh the gr- Taki had a crush on uh, one of his uh Yeah, one of the uh somebody he worked with who's either 30 or yeah. or 18. No yeah. one knows. No one has any idea. Asian people we just age so wonderfully. You can say that. I can't. <laughs> oh, but like yeah, like she ends up like kind of uh influencing everything and like kind of gets into there. Meanwhile, at the same time, Taki is realizing that Mitsuha is like 
kind of bullied a little bit. Like people yeah. kind of like say things behind her back, and like he's just like, I ain't fucking standing mm-hmm. for that. I ain't putting up with it. I'm gonna kick your ass, bullies. And and I think that's one of my favorite parts was the there's like the during the montages of like everything going back and forth was a. Mitsu was like back in her body and she's trying to figure out why like all these girls are confessing their love for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, what? I'm just standing up for myself. I was like, yeah, that was a good part. And when they made the the cafe that was in quotation marks mm-hmm. for Mitsuwa and her friends. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so. It was really thought, cool. That's sweet. Yeah. It's very sweet. Like it's very, yeah, it's a good thing. It's sweet. Like it's not like we're going to go down these like uh, same tropes of just like, oh, like. I'm going to go, like, pee in a fountain or anything like that. I'm going to make love to your wife. Yeah, like, anything yeah. like that. Okay, visually. Visually, this movie is absolutely amazing. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. It's such a gorgeous movie. And, like, when they show, like, the comet. Oh, it's so good. Like, it just it just pops off the screen. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. Like, it has, like, this... Uh, like they show the comet, it has like this like majestic aura and like this huge trail, and it's just it almost looks like an ad, like a very act, adaptation of like an aurora borealis or something yeah, like that, like, just it, like mystical. And, and and any time mechs are gonna drop out of that sucker and take <laughs> over the earth. You and your fucking mechs. <laughs> <laughs> Not all movies have to have a mech. Well, that's where you're wrong. But like even like the visuals of like Tokyo, like uh the t- the city looks beautiful. Yeah. And, like, that was one thing I looked was, uh, I found, like, a lot of people, like, they were taking, uh, screenshots of this movie, and they're going to parts of Tokyo, and it's the exact same spot, and, like, holding up side-by-side photos of, like, yeah. exact same buildings and, like, uh, landscapes and everything like that. And I like, thought, the windows background. Yeah, the windows, like, even signs and, like, 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 like tree placements and, like, yeah. trash cans, it's, like, everything is just, like, they took photos and they're just, like, this is what we're gonna draw. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's, I really like the... They do a really great job with the background, making it feel alive, like there's motion. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of yeah. times, animators cut costs with just having, like, a steel, a still background, but no, it's just everything's alive. Everything moves. Yeah, it just felt so pretty. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think uh, the music for it... So good. It was, like, it was a great soundtrack to it. Yeah, like, like I said, the montages are amazing. That's what... And I, they just fit so perfectly together. The music, just the... You just get a sense of everyone's lives and how it's going. Oh, absolutely. It's like it's great. Like, you kind of, like... It's like when they don't... You don't really notice, like, the background music. But, like, once you do, you just feel, like, a lot more heightened. in yeah. Like, a lot of the feelings and everything like that. And, and even, like, I ended up looking up the soundtrack. And I think uh, one of the closing or ending numbers, uh, it's called Sparkle. Like, that song just fucking hits. <laughs> it, like that thing that thing is a fucking banger dude like it's so like beautifully done with a piano and everything like that and like i fell in love with that the soundtrack for this movie the first two times i watched it because i watched it with subtitles and then i watched the dub version which is the exact same songs except like and it may have even been the exact same singer but it's English translation, and I fucking hated it. No, nah, I loved it. I was always all about it. Like I was just like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to know what he's actually saying. I want to go into my own world no, and my so... own imagination, where he's talking about how pretty I am. Well, you are pretty though. Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, another thing I really liked about this movie is the uh, there's like a lot of metaphors they use. Mm-hmm. Like a, it was a very small one that I picked up on, but like a. There was the, 
like an overhead scene where there's two hawks and they're kind of flying uh, about to cross paths and then one of them like takes like a hard right and they kind of go on different paths and I kind of saw that oh, okay. like, as a sense of like a metaphor of like how their lives are like they're about to cross paths but no they're not and like they kind of like alludes to a little bit of like change is about to happen and like yeah. that's right around the point where like they're about to like there's the big twist the big twist is like yeah they're they're living each other's lives but it's three years apart they're they're, they're not just swapping bodies they're like uh time traveling yeah which they which later they find out that mitsuwa's family has been doing that for all along yeah that was i thought that was like kind of weird but like the grandma kind of explains it, it was just like it's like oh yeah like I've always had these very like, really visceral like vivid dreams. dreams, but and, like I was somebody else. But like, and your mother had that too. But I didn't really think much. You of never it. bring that up. Yeah, yeah, like you never bring up like this is like oh we have a problem of fucking dreaming and yeah. like being someone else. It's like every Disney movie. It's like oh you're 13 now you're a mermaid. Yeah, like it's so. This is like why is it like that? Like I don't know. It's weird, man. But yeah, it's. Like, I liked a lot of things about it. Like I said, I really liked... Honestly, I I didn't... The first time I watched it, I didn't realize how, like, good of friends that Tetsuo had. Yeah. Like... Taki. Taki. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Taki. I didn't, I didn't realize how good of friends Taki had, but, like, when uh, Mitsuo first swapped bodies, he, she didn't bring food for Taki. Yeah. And, like, he thought, oh, here's food. I wouldn't have done that. I would have laughed at my friends. <laughs> that was another thing. Was, like, when Mitsu was, like, in his body, and then, like, like they were just, like, man, Taki's acting weird. And then like, his one friend's, like, I thought he was kind of cute today. Yeah, he's cute. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's awesome that, like, you feel comfortable saying that out loud. But at the same time, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, you want to, like, tell that to one of your friends who might be a little bit judgmental about you? Yeah. About your other friend? Yeah. <laughs> Don't break up the gang, bro. Dude, come on. I don't want to be running a threes company situation here. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I want to go back to that twist because, like, that twist, that that twist kind of fucked me up a little bit. That yeah. Was, like, it's like, hey, like we're swapping bodies and swapping bodies, and like, it's like they keep writing in each other's like memos. Di- yeah, memos yeah. in their diary and everything. And then there's the big twist of, oh, this is. Three years apart. Three years apart. And, like, that really just, like, kind of fucked with me. It was just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it made me... We'll get into this later, but it made me kind of not like some of the movie. Yeah, I understand that. It really it really hurt my opinion of the movie, of the story of the movie. I love the movie, but the story's a little weak for me. Yeah, I thought it was a great twist, to the extent. Yeah, but it also... We'll get into it when we talk about what we do. Are we going to get into that now? No, just go ahead and just go ahead. That's such a weak twist. Like, it's three really? years apart. It's because it's so easily, uh, like, broken that it's a twist. Because, I mean, they they both go to school. They don't have any calendars at their school. I mean, like, I, I understand they, that, like, they're, they're one the same day. They're like, on the, three years, exactly three years apart. Yeah, and, like, if, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember, but wouldn't it be, like, different days of the week, too? Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of address that because remember. Oh yeah, went to the school, but still, he would realize that like, oh, it's oh, it's 2013, not 2016. Yeah, I mean, like they would, they should be able to pick up on that. But like, they do like kind of do the. Uh, Why wouldn't you call yourself? Why wouldn't you call yourself? It, that is like my biggest plot hole with it too. Why wouldn't you text? Or why wouldn't yeah. you call? Shoot a text. Yeah. 
I totally get it. Like I like I liked the movie. It's just I didn't like that part. It was very weak, and they don't ever like go into why they're swapping either. It's like, oh, we do these rituals. We don't. We're not sure why. Because there's a giant fire that no one's ever recovered from. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like kind of like uh, that's what made me realize rewatching is like why Taki was chosen. Is because like you look at Mitsuwa's life and like this family thing is just like everyone's like has these like dreams of their body swapping or whatever and it like kind of prepared Mitsuo for that yeah and then the reason why Taki was chosen was that Mitsuo at one point is just like I want to see Taki like I want to be on this date and it's like I may or may not have feelings since she goes to Tokyo yeah and like she sees him on a train and he has no idea no idea because their timelines don't match up yeah he's 13 yeah, he's like, well, I think he's like 14. 14, yeah, after 17. 13, yeah. 14, something like that. And, like, she's just like, do you not know who I am? And he's like, oh, sorry. And no. like, he's kind of weirded out by it. You country bumpkin. Yeah, and then, like, she, like, gets all embarrassed. And then as she's, like, kind of being pushed off the train, like, like uh, he's just like, what's your name? It's like, Mitsuha. And then she, like, throws the band. Her knotted band. Her braid, which is the same. It's, like, one of the same bands that was made for the sake. Yeah. Like, uh, they wrapped the the cloth around that, and it was, like, one of the same bands. So it's, like, that, like, it's, and then they, they talk about, like, how the bonds and the unions that everyone has and, like, how, like, everything breaks but reconnects. Reconnects. And, like, that's like that was, like, the connecting that, like, brought. brought him. And I really like after that scene of her doing that, every time you see Taki, he has that around his wrist, which yeah. is a really nice touch. Which, like, when I rewatch it, like, if you notice, like, he puts it on every day. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't notice that detail until like you kind of rewatch it a second time or a third time. It's just like, oh yeah, I noticed it the first time. I'm just better. And then he also takes it off every day, so meaning like he kind of like puts it like in his like cupboard or drawer or something like that, so she doesn't immediately see it, and so she never makes that connection. And I thought because like that was her headband, yeah. And I thought that like, that was such like a nice little clever touch that they it's did nice, to that, yeah. But like I said, I re- I did like even though that plot hole really like really bugs me. Mm-hmm. Is just I really liked the movie. Like I said, the characters were done amazingly. It they really makes you feel for the characters. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when they're like towards the end of the movie after after uh, he finds out that uh, she's dead. Yeah, he finds that out. He goes there. He goes to the shrine where they put the sake spit wine. Like when they like after he drinks the sake spit wine, they're back on top of that cliff after they swap bodies. Swap bodies back. Like the emotion of that like really hit me. Like tears welled up in me. Oh yeah, I, this was a. Like that was such an emotional scene, such a heavy scene. Such and I think, and I think that was. Did you cry at this movie? I teared up. Did you? Yeah. I fucking bawled like a bitch, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, because I almost did. Like there's a crucial scene where they're like they actually meet each other, and it's during like uh, the twilight, like the golden hour, and like yeah, magic hour, magic hour, golden hour, and like they meet and they do like this thing where it's just like we're gonna write each other's names so we don't forget each other. And then, like, he writes on her hand, and then she does one line, and then Magic Hour ends, and she's gone. She's gone. And, like, that was such a heartbreaking scene. Yeah, right right there, I felt a little of emotion. Mm -hmm. But when she's running around the city, and she... uh... And she's running around trying to get to her dad to try to get everyone evacuated of the high school to save everyone. She trips, and she falls down a ramp. 
mm-hmm. and she like is laying there and she looks up and it says I love you instead of his name. Yeah. That's where I really teared up. Yeah, that was like that was that like, shit was heavy. Okay, okay. Yeah, that shit was heavy. And like and I think that what was worse was like whenever he says like I'm like Mitsu, I'm never gonna forget your name. I'm not gonna forget your name. I'm gonna do everything I can to to find you and remember you. Oh, and it's just like instantaneous, like a, like a snap. He's like, "What? What is your name? Your name? What is? Oh God! What is your name? Why am I here?" Like he just forgets everything. Yeah, and, like, and the moment that he forgets, it, it echoes for the first time, and mm-hmm. it really like hits you that he has no idea. Yeah, and like that man, like that hit me on like this like subconscious emotional level of just like it made me kind of kind of question. It's like, I wonder if something like this happens to me. You know what I mean? Like I wonder, like you know, like you don't know, like like I wonder if like there's ever moments in my life where like I feel like so like out of place, and, yeah. Like like, or, like when things seem familiar, but it's like the first time. I was like, I wonder if like, fuck, like have I ever swapped bodies and then like not remembered? Because like they talk possible. about that's what they talk about is this like it's like you're dreaming. It's like it's like a dream. And, like how many times have you like woken up from a dream, remembered everything very well, and then it slowly fades and just becomes nothingness yeah i remember most of my dreams lucky you jackass <laughs> Man, what's up i have really cool dreams i like i remember some of my dreams but like not all of it like i remember like a dream i've always had is to be a professional stand-up comedian <laughs> that's and, not happening yeah that's crushed right now because this pandemic oh god it's like a fucking nightmare ah! i mean those scenes like near the end was like so emotionally tugging for me yeah yeah towards the end Another thing I didn't like was the end. Not like them meeting up. I didn't like the last 10 minutes. Why? It drug on forever. I don't feel the same way. For me, it drug... It's the first time where they should have used a montage, and they didn't use a montage. Like, they show a bunch of times, he's looking for a job, whatever, and she's in the city, and they, like, cross paths where they can't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And that just seems to drag on for. They do it, like, four times. That could have been a really cool montage. No, see, like, that's what I really liked about it. It's just, like, because it kind of shows that, like, these are, like, all the different times that they could have had, like, that meeting and stuff like that. And it just, like, kind of, like, it builds, to me, it builds suspense. And then they do do kind of do a montage, like, when they're both on the train and they're yeah. both talking to themselves. It's like, man, I always just feel like I'm looking for something. But like Something think, or someone. Yeah, and then, like, the two trains are side by side and they see each other. And then that's them, like getting off at two different stations and then just running around frantically and they kind of montage that a little bit. They not really though. They don't play any cool music. But like I mean yeah they do. Like there's a little back there's a little background music to it. It's but like on. but like it's not like that's even that scene like right there like right after they see each other on the train, it's not drug out. Like cuz like they're both like trying to run to get to that spot and then they meet each other at a stairwell. I don't know. But no no no, they do it like four times though. It's like there's a train one. There's like two different. There's two train ones. There's the first train one. There's one where they're meeting across like a, a walkway. Uh, and there's another one. And then the final one's on the stairs is when they finally meet. And I don't think that, I don't think it has to do with the train because she's, she's going down. He's going up. Yeah, because they're from two different train stations. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, that, I don't know. I just feel like. Uh, As someone too much. who has been to Tokyo, let me tell you about train stations. That's true. Like they, it's it's a lot of inter, intersecting spots. Yeah, but there's it's too much. It's too much. Shorten it up. Put it in a montage. No way, dude. Or I gonna watch it on YouTube and cry. No way, dude. I, I one I don't feel like it dragged out, but I also 
really enjoyed that whole scene. I thought that was no. I thought that was a great ending sequence, and then both of them meeting each other and just like kind of crossing paths on the stairs and like just being too afraid to yeah. say anything. See, I really liked the end. I really liked them on the stair. It just everything leading up to that was it's it was a change of pace from the original part. Uh, is the original pace of the movie they it like shift gears mm-hmm. and that, those always really stand out for me yeah all right so taking everything into account mm-hmm. you take in like the characters you take the premise and like not doing like stereotypical freaky friday bullshit instead of like having an original story you're taking the visual of the movie like the gr- the great job that they did with the cgi on the comic which made the comic look majestic mm-hmm. like the beautiness of the rural areas the beautiness of the city and like having like those sun rises and sunsets and stuff like that and you take like the music everything you like and don't like how would you rate this movie overall i would have to rate this movie eight shots of sake spit yeah yeah i'd have i'd have to rate it that because it was i liked everything about it like they said the 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 whole the, the story's a little weak like the the crux of the story is a little weak, but like it's a really beautiful story. Them meeting each other, it's really kind of powerful. Yeah, the, to me, the end dragged out, but it's still a great movie. It's still a yeah. wonderful movie. I wouldn't not watch it. Recommend anybody watching. I give it eight shots of sake spit. See, I love this movie. I thought it was a fantastic movie, and I'm like comparing this to like movies that I like aren't just anime. Like I'm comparing it to like. Other movies that I've grew up watching yeah. that I, I've always had like some Airbud, yeah, Airbud, Shawshank, you know, right in the same right babe, conversation. Pi- hey, babe, pig in the city from Justin to Kelly, you know, just like all. <laughs> Be the, still, my heart. I take into account like I love the animation, I love the story, I love the twist, I loved the music to it. I hated the fucking plot hole <laughs> of it's tough. Why wouldn't you text each other? I see so many calendars in a day. Yeah, exactly. Well, well that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Because I, I, I think about like how often that like I'm told it's 2020 except for like social media. I see, it's, there's on your phone. Like, I, I, maybe this movie would have made more sense in like 2008. Yeah, I feel like they tried. Like, it's so hard to write movies around phones nowadays. Yeah, phones really kind of fuck things up. Fucks especially up time travel shit. Yeah. Taking everything into account, and I love the ending, and I love how emotional I connected to this movie. I would go nine shots of Ooh. the sake with two morning boob grabs. Oh, we didn't even get into that. That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, like, it goes without saying, but like, every single anime, there's going to be some kind of thing that has something to do with boobs yeah. for no reason whatsoever. And when this he shoots, one, when and, he. And this one, they did, like, I think, a classy job of addressing it. <laughs> it's pretty classy. Like, they have the morning one. They have it when Taki's playing basketball as Met- Metsuo. Yeah. She's just kind of like... And all the boys are like, oh. She's got boobies because she dunked. <laughs> she also got a sick turnaround J. No, that was that was really good. I did I did enjoy, like, the little... Uh, how they threw in, like, some sports stuff in there. Like, uh, I mean, because, like, I don't know, like... He's like a big like kind of sport and architecture guy, so yeah. he would like continue using that like even like kind of have that passion when he's yeah like, everything like he's that. still him even though he's her yeah. 
But that's going to wrap things up for your name, guys. Thank you for listening to us and a big thanks let's give a big thanks to randon once again for that big uh, shout out to randon oh lord i love 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 that fucking uh theme song and uh make sure to like him on uh spotify on spotify under uh trip tonight trip tonight uh he's got a single out uh, called lone whale Ooh, and that thing fucking slaps it's so if you like edm Look it up. It's that, so good. That's one of my favorite. Like, Brandon is always one of my favorite people because, like, anytime he gets super excited about things, he'll, like, he'll do this, like, yo, like, like I've added this beat to him. He just goes, fuck it. Cuck, 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 cuck. Yeah, he speaks in sound effects, and I always appreciate that. A uh, big shout out to uh, Mariah Kuda for our awesome artwork. Oh, we're so cute and adorable. Oh, we're so adorable. That's where I remember uh, she asked, uh, how, uh, what kind of costume does uh, Clint want in his photo? And he was just like, I was just like, uh, he wants like Gurren Lagann. And she like looked it up and was just like, well, this is going to be adorable. <laughs> like, yeah, I am adorable. I also loved how she nailed my jacket that I wear every single day. I know, I need to get a, I need to get a jacket. Yeah, big shout out to uh, Giyu Gang for ripping up. <laughs> Repping that Demon they don't Slayer sponsor squad. Us. They don't sponsor us. <laughs> but that's going to wrap things up. Make sure to like and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter coming soon. And make sure to like and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, guys. We'll see you.